All right. So um, this afternoon, I was wanting to look for a little bit about um, confidence in Christ. Um, we've been reading in, in Mark uh, in the study me and the guys have been having, and uh, uh, I had some thoughts I wanted to share. Um, I, I hope will be encouraging to everybody. Um, but to start out with, I'd like to just read in Mark uh, chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 22 through 25 in uh, Mark, Mark 14. Um, and as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and break it and gave to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Um, Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until the day that I drink it, and drink it new in the kingdom of God. So here is uh, the Last Supper, um, something we're, we're all pretty familiar with. Um, but I wanted to take this um, passage and I want to examine um, a little bit closely. I'm going to use some other passages to do that. But um, like I said earlier, we've been we've been given so much um, through Christ. We have um, been given more than any uh, people in the history of the world. We have been uh, given given so much that we really have so much to be confident in in Christ and not a um, not a confidence in ourselves, not a, a prideful confidence, not something to, to boost our own egos, but something that we can put our trust in um, as a sure 100 percent guaranteed thing is a confidence in Christ. Um, the, the last time I spoke, I talked a little bit about um, fear and how um, we, we suffer from anxiety and, and worrying about different things. Um, and the, the passage I went to was in um, Mark 12, where Jesus is answering the question of, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And he talks about um, to love the Lord thy God with all, uh, all our hearts. And then the second part is to, to love thy neighbor as thyself. And I was I was thinking about those passages um, and trying to connect them back to having a faith and having a confidence in Christ. Um, the only way we're able to try to live those commandments out on a day-to-day basis is with a confidence in Christ, with a faith in Christ, because those are um, those are big commandments. Those are big um, asks that we have as Christians um, to love your neighbor as yourself. That is not. As easy as it sounds, it, it's it's a really difficult thing to do day to day. Um, so what if we fail? What if what if we don't meet that mark? What if um, we have a bad attitude towards you know a spouse, um, family member, church member? You know what if we're not loving as we as we should be? Um, is that it? You know is that is that it for us? Um, thankfully, no, because we have a faith in Christ Jesus. We have faith in. And what he did and, and what's depicted here in the Last Supper is what we have faith in. So we we have that as our cornerstone, the shed blood of Christ Jesus. 
And it is what we can have confidence in um, to, to press on, even when we when we miss the mark, when we fall short of, of the, the two commandments uh, that I just talked about, of loving God with all of our heart and uh, loving neighbors as ourselves. Um, even if we miss the mark on those, um, we know that we have been washed, we've been redeemed, and, and that's what our that's what our confidence is in. It's not in our ability to um, perfect any any commandment, any um, practical role that we lay out. Like I'm going to try to do this more. I'm going to try to do this more. Um, our faith and our confidence is not in our abilities, but it's in what Christ has has already done, um, and what He continues to do every day um, through sanctifying us and and forgiveness of sins. So, again, that, that's what's depicted here at the Last Supper. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. We, we have the gift of, of uh, retrospect. You know, we can look back at the Last Supper and we know um, what's, what's being depicted here um, is, you know, Christ being um, uh, crucified for our, for our sake, for our sins. Um, I don't know, you know, how clear it was to the disciples at the time, but um, take, eat, this is my body. Um, uh, and then in verse 24, and he said unto them, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Um, that in, in itself is just a really, um, a really powerful image of the sacrifice that Christ is about to partake on our behalf. Um, and again, that's that's where our confidence should lie. Um, so I want to look at this a little bit closer, if we could. Um, and I want to turn over to Ephesians um, chapter three. And it's um, it's kind of an extended passage, but I'm going to read Ephesians three uh, verses eight through twenty one. So, and again, keeping in mind, what what are we confident in? What what are we putting our confidence in? So, um, in Ephesians three, verse verse eight, unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which He purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God, 
now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> so, as I was saying, um, this isn't a, a prideful confidence that, that I'd like us to kind of keep at the front of our mind. It, it's one that, in essence, is rooted in a... Um, and a statement of, I can do nothing outside of this. And what this is, is, is the shed blood of Christ Jesus. It's, it's a confidence that is rooted in God's, God's character and, and Christ's work. And it's not one that's rooted in our own abilities. Um, it says in, in, uh, in, uh, here in Ephesians 3, um, I'm the least of all, uh, when he, when, when Paul starts there in, in, uh, Verse eight, unto me who am less than the least of all saints. Um, and even Paul is, is admitting, uh, with humility that in and of ourselves, um, stripped away, we are nothing but, um, fallen sinners who lack the ability, um, to do anything but, um, be fallen. And inside of, of Christ, we are completely transformed into something else. Um, where we can have a boldness in Christ. We can access Christ with, with a confidence. Um, and, and it's not, again, it's not some, it's not an arrogance, but it, it's an acknowledgement that we can't do anything outside of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Um, we do see, um, that in, uh, this verse, Paul, Paul is, uh, giving something, um, in, in verse 8 here, unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given. And, and that's what the confidence is in. It's in the grace that he's given, um, the grace that he's received. Um, not anything he could get himself, not anything he could go out and obtain for himself, but um, it's in this grace that he's been given. Um, and that's also given to the Gentiles that he's um, spreading the gospel to. Um, and that's where the confidence is is rooted. And we also see in verse nine that uh, this good news of grace has been a part of God's plan since the beginning of the world. Um, in verse nine, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Um, the mystery is revealed to the children of God, um, and how blessed. Um, we are to be alive in such a time where, where we are revealed these mysteries. Again, we're, we're blessed to be able to look back, um, to, to see, um, how the mysteries were revealed, um, throughout the gospel. Um, it's, um, it's really incredible to, to think about that since the world was, was created, since the very beginning, um, the Last Supper was in God's plan. Um, they were going to gather at that at that house um, and have the Last Supper. Um, and Jesus was going to get be betrayed, and then He was going to get crucified, and all that, even down to the finite last detail, was one hundred percent in God's plan, uh, in His sovereign will for His people, um, and it's just. Again, it's just a blessing to be able to look back. Um, cause we have, you know, we have the whole story here. We have, um, everything that led up, um, the nation of Israel, 
um, coming out of Egypt, um, all of the all of the Old Testament, all of that led to this moment, um, this being the pinnacle where we're looking at the Last Supper and and what it's depicting as um, Christ is about to be crucified. And again, that's that's where our confidence is. It's it's not in anything that we can do, but it's in it's in God's sovereignty, um, and it's in Christ's sacrifice for His people. Um, and it, it's a mystery that was prophesied even as far back as um, as the Old Testament. It's in Jeremiah um, thirty one, uh, where he talks about the law will be written on the people's hearts. Um, the law will will no longer be the old covenant. It'll be a new covenant that he'll make with his people. Um, prophesying of, of this moment where, where Christ is about to be crucified. Um, and you just really see the sovereign hand of God, um, there. And it's, you know, it'll, it'll kind of make your head spin a little bit to think about, um, just how sovereign God is leading all the way up to, to the Last Supper. But it, it really is, um, it really is a, a blessing to be able to, to dwell on those things and think about those things. Um, so we see the eternal purpose. Uh, the never-ending purpose of God, which which was Christ Jesus, um, who we have boldness in and confidence in by faith, and what He has done for us, um, and that's in verse verse twelve of uh, Ephesians three, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him, um, because we have been re- made right with God and washed clean of our sins. Um, so, what does Paul want us to do with this confidence? Um, we have a confidence in Christ. We can have a boldness in Christ. What do we want? What do we want to use that to do? What does that need to push us towards? Um, well, he he wants it to be encouraging to us, um, and and allow it to uh, give us kind of a boost, give us a um, a slap on the back to keep keep going. Um, in in verse thirteen, wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you. Which is your glory? Um, it's a it's a confidence that that we can go to daily, because um, uh, you know there's there's all different kinds of things that that we're going through um, on a daily basis. Whether it's just um, struggles of day to day life, um, you're going through a hard time, um, loss of a family member. You know, each and every one of us has our own struggles, um, and that's what this confidence is for. Um, it's it's to give us an encouragement to keep going when we don't want to keep going, um, and that's that's something that is not um, not something I I think about enough. Is you know it, it's it's easy because you get you get caught up in work and you get caught up in uh, you know just day to day life and you don't think about. The, the whole the whole reason I have hope, the whole reason I have um, something to strive for is because of what Christ did for me. And why would he do that for me? Well, there's 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 no there's no way we can uh, really even comprehend the love, the love that Christ has for his for his people. But we can comprehend it to the extent of this, which is we can have confidence in it. Um, we can we can comprehend it to the point of, you know, I don't understand why um, Christ would um, save me. I don't I don't know why, um, because I know that I'm a fallen sinner. But 
we know that he did, and we know that it's a full work, it's a complete work, and it couldn't ever be done any more perfectly. Um, and we can comprehend that. So with that, we can have this confidence to, to be encouraged and to keep, to keep moving forward, to keep pursuing God, um, even in, in difficult times, even when, you know, even if it's just complacency, um, we can use this confidence in Christ to keep moving forward because, um, He consistently shows us throughout scripture that He is a caring God who provided us a savior, um, that we can put our faith and our confidence in. Um, and then in verse, in verse 14, we see, um, where Paul, he goes on to ask God to strengthen his people. Uh, and he asks that they be strengthened in what? Um, in verse 14, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the might by his spirit in the inner man. Um, he, he's asking for them to be strengthened in the inner man, um, in knowledge, in his word, the inner man being, um, being our, our soul, our, um, our internal, uh, being, um, that can be strengthened by not physical, um, exercise, not, not physical, um, building it up by physical means, but the inner man is strengthened by knowledge, wisdom, being in the word, um, hearing the word preached, being a part of uh, studying the word. And that's how the inner man is, is strengthened and it is encouraged. The inner man can be encouraged by this confidence um, that we have in, in Christ. Um, the knowledge uh, that we've been given uh, and what God has planned for and what God has planned to give us from Christ um, since he brought the world into existence. Um, God's plan was to give us um, Christ on, on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins. And we can use that knowledge to, to strengthen our inner man, to keep, to keep going. So, and I, I know that I started by, by looking at the Last Supper, but, um, I felt like this Ephesians 3 passage, um, worked well to kind of make the connection that I wanted to make, um, which was, again, that it's just incredible to see the sovereign hand of God, um, working throughout um, throughout the Bible story, throughout uh, the gospel, um, leading up to this moment of Christ being being uh, being sacrificed here. Um, um, let's see. And it's it's just incredible to me um, to think of the Last Supper um, and what Christ was showing his disciples. And, you know, I don't know how how much his disciples even realized what what um, what him eating the bread and drinking the wine. I don't know if they realize exactly what that, what that symbolized at that time. Um, but we have the, um, we have the, uh, the blessing of being able to look back on it and, and to see it for what it is, which is, um, our confidence. That's our cornerstone. That's, that's what everything else, um, when, you know, when everything else is failing, that's what we can have our faith in. Um, is what's depicted there um, at the Last Supper, which is um, Christ being sacrificed and, and finishing and paying the sin debt. And that's what our, our reassurance is in, um, is in the Last Supper. Um, verse 18 in uh, Ephesians Ephesians 3, it, it talks about being able to comprehend uh, with all saints what is the breadth, length, and depth, and height. Um, 
of Christ's love? What, what is the extent of Christ's love? Um, he, he's praying that the people would be able to comprehend this. Um, and just how deep the love of Christ goes for the children of God. And by doing so, um, by spending time to comprehend these things, that we may be filled with hope and confidence. Um, and then verse, verse 18, to know the love of Christ, um, talks about us, us knowing it, us understanding it. Uh, because the more we dwell, uh, in His love and meditate on this love, the more we can reflect on that love, on, on that love, Onto others, we can reflect that um, onto other um, children of God, um, and reflection will give us—you um, know—it'll never give us full understanding. Um, it, it passes knowledge. You know, we can't—we can't ever fully comprehend um, Christ's love for His people. But if we—if we—if we try, if we spend that time in meditation, reflecting on it, um, it will give us. Um, a confidence it will give us a humility um, and it it will be a benefit to our Christian walk to have that time of reflection um, even if it's not something that that we'll ever be able to fully um, wrap our head around you know Christ's love for his people there is still a great um, benefit in in spending time in meditation on Christ's love because um, if we do dwell on these truths um, well if we if we don't rather um, if we don't dwell on these truths, if we don't subject ourselves to um, reading God's Word, meditating on God's Word, being in a communion with God in, in prayer, um, then we, we leave the door open um, for the enemy and for our own minds to fill us with, with fear, uh, to fill us with an anxiety, to fill us with um, any number of things that, that we... Um, in Christ, if we're rested in Christ, we don't have to, to worry about. Um, I know it's it's easy to become worried about things. It's easy to allow um, our minds to run away and to start dwelling on things that that in the grand scheme of things do do not matter. Um, and we see even in even in Mark twelve um, what happened to Peter uh, whenever he was. Um, or Mark 14, excuse me, whenever he was uh, asked if, if he knew Christ or he was, they were saying, you, you are one of his disciples and he, he denies Christ three times. Um, he, he allowed fear um, to make him uh, deny Christ and to say, I, I, don't, I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and that is a, um, something that we're, um, capable of doing as well, not that we're ever subjected to that level of scrutiny. You know, no one is going to be coming to our work and, you know, asking us if we know Christ and then we're going to be nervous and say no. Um, we're not subjected to that level of, uh, of intense scrutiny, more than likely, but um, we are susceptible to allowing fear, to allowing anxiety into our minds. And um, dwelling on the love that Christ has for us um, and allowing that to fuel us with a confidence and with an encouragement, um, I think is a good way to combat, um, fears that, that like to enter our mind. Um, it, it's a good way to allow those fears to just wash over our mind, allow it to be renewed in the love of Christ and not allow those fears to actually get a foothold in our mind. Um, allow them to just, you know, pass through 
and and not be not take up headspace with with uh, worries and fears that don't um, don't matter. Um, and and luckily, you know, even if we do fall into to fear, there's always um, mercy. You know, even even Peter was uh, was convicted uh, as soon as it, it happened, or you know, that very same evening. And it, it says he wept when he realized what he had done uh, when he denied Christ. And um, it's a blessing that God will use you know fear and, and moments like that to humble us and to still bring us back into into the fold. Um, but I just think that uh, having a confidence in Christ, having a um, having a, a good understanding of where that confidence is based, which is in the shed blood of Christ Jesus, um, can go a long way in helping us combat um, fears and, and anxieties. It's just knowing knowing why we're able to combat uh, fear and anxiety, and is, is because we have um, a mediator in Christ who is already sanctified us and washed us clean. So I'd like to um I'd like to close by reading um Colossians uh chapter one. I'm going to be reading uh, verses 15 through 22 in Colossians chapter 1. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him for him. And he, and and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of the cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through the death to present you holy, unblameable, um, unreprovable in his sight. Um, so again, we just see the, the truly great, perfect, and powerful God we serve um, who saw fit to make us uh, unblameable. In, in verse 22 there it says... Um, uh, to present you holy and unblameable um, in in the sight of the Lord, um, and we have we have so much to be hopeful in and confident in because we can trust in God's plan for us and we can meditate on His promise. Um, and and nothing or or no one is is even um, close to being able to compare that type of sacrifice that was made for us. Um, and again, I don't I don't mean this in, in a prideful way, but we really have so much um, to be confident in and so much to look forward to um, as, as Christians. And um, I think a good way to keep that at the front of our mind is to just to meditate on what was done for us. Um, and that was some of the thoughts I had when, when reading the, the, the passage on, on the Last Supper there. Um, I hope that was a, a blessing to everybody. Um,
and I hope it, it will be an encouragement to you. It was, it was to me, um, being able to, to dwell on those truths.